This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everyone, this is Jake, co-host of Infinite Rabbit Hole. I wanted to come on before you enjoy this episode and let you know that some of the sound quality in this interview did not come out as well as we had hoped. In order to maintain the integrity of this interview in its rawest and most authentic form, we chose to air this version instead of reshooting. We did not want to fake our reactions to the great information that was delivered by our guest tonight. We are still a young podcast, and as we learn what works and what doesn't work, our product will get better. But please enjoy this interview with Mike and his story and the way it was meant to be heard, in its original form and with our original reactions and questions regarding his encounter with a possible Ruguru. Thank you so much, and welcome to Infinite Rabbit Hole. What's up, Mike? How you been, man? I'm doing pretty good. Mike, I'd like to say thank you for being our first guest on our show. Hey, it's not a problem, man. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to what you have to tell us today. So from previous conversations with you, you had an encounter with a creature outside of the place that you were living when you were younger? Uh, yes, it is correct. Cool. And you are from Louisiana. Whereabouts I in Louisiana? I am from Pearl River, Louisiana, uh, closer to the outskirts out by Hickory. You're pretty familiar with all of the urban legends of the creatures down there, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, Jake, you got anything to add in real quick before he goes ahead and brings us into his story? No, I'm just interested to hear it. All right. Well, Mike, the floor is yours. Go ahead and start from the beginning. Be as detailed <clears throat> as possible. Have fun, man. Roger that. Right. So I was, I'd say 15 or 16. I grew up in the same little area. We lived there my entire life for the most part. I mean, we're we're out in the middle of nowhere for the most part. I mean, everything's starting to grow up now, but, uh, we live just, I'd say, like five, six miles away from the Honey Island Swamp. But I've always had a, a weird feeling when it comes to the woods where I grew up. I mean, I spend a lot of time out there in the daytime, but night, it's always a beast of a different bird and always feels like something's watching. But uh, on this particular occasion, like I said, I was 15 or 16. I stayed with my grandmother in the evenings, mainly because we had more space in her house than my parents' trailer. And uh, my parents' trailer porch light wasn't operable at the time so i left my parents house from having dinner and i was walking across the yard mind you this is about a good acre acre and a half of land so i had a decent trek from one side to the other not much but enough both you guys lived on the same property you were just in different buildings correct yes that's correct okay um so as i uh, left my parents house i was walking and i heard like kind of like a, a rustling behind me so to the back corner of my parents trailer is the wood line and back there we have a hole cut in the fence that way we can go back there and go fishing on the pond and uh just peruse through the woods like i used to do when i was a kid just to go have fun i mean i'm a country boy so i'm used to spending my time out there but uh i heard a rustling coming from that direction and instantly that uh that natural fear of the dark sets in hair stands up and i i stopped 
I listen for it again and uh, I don't hear it. Mind you, I'm only maybe 10, 15 feet away from my, my parents' trailer. So start walking faster, trying to be observant. And I hear something and a all-out sprint. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever run through tall grass. There's a, an, like a distinct whipping sound of the grass being brushed past your legs as you're running. And I heard that, and I heard the rustling because there's an overcast of trees that uh, constantly drop leaves and stuff, and we're dead. And uh, I heard that, and I started hot-footing it. I'm talking, I was running as fast as my 16-year-old legs carry me to a broken-down car that was um, in the middle. Like, that was my halfway point. I knew that once I reached that point, granted, it was still dark in that area because the light post that my grandma had, the light was blocked from the, the trees in her yard. So I was still out of the light, but I knew that I was relatively safe, that I could climb up on something. So I jumped on top of that. And as I turned, whatever was after me, I'd say it was about just a little over halfway from me from the wood line. And as I vaulted up onto the car, I turned and I saw what looked like a black furry animal at my 16-year-old height. It had to be at least waist high, if not taller. And it looked like its shoulders were higher than its waist. And it had like this weird, like not a natural gait to it. Like it doesn't normally run on four legs. Okay. So this thing was coming at you on all fours and its shoulders were higher than its waist. Yes. Was it coming from the direction of that hole in the fence you were talking about? Yes. From the, from the wood line. Yes, that's correct. So whatever it was clearly used the hole that you guys used to go fishing to get into the yard. Yes. That's correct. How tall is this fence? I mean, the fence isn't uh, too terribly tall. I'd say maybe maybe a four-foot fence. But, I mean, it's like thin wire with like the four-inch squares in it. So I'd say it's like an older... So like a chicken coop tour fence? Kind of, but not, not like the thin holes that you have in it. It's like four-inch squares and four-foot tall. Is it like lattice? Kind of, kind of. So you're talking about a four-foot tall fence... Something came in through the hole in it. Did you happen to see how tall it was compared to that fence? I did not. I was more, I was further away from the fence and the fence was in complete darkness. Mind you, the atmosphere right now is about seven o'clock, seven thirty at night. Okay. So it was dark, dark, dark. And the glimpse that I got of this creature was from the moon's illumination mixed with what little illumination of the light pole that my grandmother has in her yard. So you're halfway from your place to your grandmother's place. The only light source is at your back. So you're facing away from the light source. Yes. You're looking towards the woods. You can see this creature leaving, running away from you? Yes. Okay. And you said that it was coming at you at first. And then as you jumped onto the vehicle, it turned around and started running away. Correct. Awesome. And... Did you say that you saw hair or fur on it? It looked furry from the angle that I could see it. It was dark, not dark as in like I couldn't make out what its colors was because of the darkness of the the time of day, but like dark, like it was furry and dark. How far away was this creature? At the point where I had vaulted onto the car and turned around, I'd say maybe 30 feet. Damn, so that thing was pretty close to you, huh? Yeah. All right. So it was on all fours coming at you and then turned around and left on all fours. How tall from its front arms or legs to its shoulders would you say it was? 
Um, you mean like his his legs from the ground to his shoulders from the ground? Yeah. So you said he was on all fours. Basically, if he's standing on all fours, how tall was it? Uh, like I was saying, like based off of its tallest point from me, if I can square it up right from what I can remember, it was at my 16-year-old height, I'd say its tallest point was just above my waist. It was fairly low to the ground. Yes. Okay. Did you notice a smell? Not that I can recall. Okay. Wow, man. That's pretty intense. So you got bluff charged from what I'm getting from you. Uh, I, I got the crap scared out of me. That's what I got. The The funny thing is, is it wasn't the first or it wasn't the only time I should say, nor was it the first time that it happened there on that property. It, it had happened to my dad as well, where he did the essentially the same thing. He went outside to smoke before he, uh, no, I'm sorry. He didn't go outside to smoke because this was after he was uh, saved and called the minister. He went outside to talk on the phone with a preacher. He had his back turned to the wood line standing over by our uh, driveway with the vehicles and something came after him and he ended up jumping inside of the vehicle. Oh, man. Has he told you anything about what he saw? Did he get an eye on it? Not too descriptive. I've tried talking to him about it before and all he said was that something big came at him from the wood line and it caused him to hide in the car for a time being until he couldn't see it anymore and felt safe enough to go back inside. Wow. Did he also say that it was on all fours? Um, No, he, he, he didn't get too descriptive of it with me. But I would be apprehensive to say it wasn't the same thing if it didn't happen to me twice. Um, yeah. It happened to me again recently since I've moved back home from Virginia. This was actually within the past couple of months. It was February, if I'm not mistaken. Did the same thing. Me and my uh, my wife and kids were visiting my great-grandmother and my mom came over. Um, my dad was still hanging out over the trailer, so I figured I'd peel off and go over there and say hi to him. Walked over there, hung out for a little while, and started making my way back. Same exact trek from trailer to grandmother's house. Almost the exact same thing, except I didn't get that, that little prelude warning of hearing something starting to move. All I heard was it in a full sprint towards me. Mind you, I've done some time in the military now, and uh, during time in Virginia has caused me to have one thing that I do, and that's carry a weapon with me everywhere. So I've got my my 9mm on my side, and instantaneous reaction was to drop to one knee where I was, which was not completely halfway into the yard like I was the first time whenever something came at me. Mm -hmm. I was still closer to the... Uh, the tree this go around and i dropped to one knee pulled out my pistol and i fired twice and me on a knee looking at this thing it was above my head how far was it from you that time oh uh, that was it was uh closer it was it was definitely closer um i'd say for me to the the darkest point where the the, the tree limbs overcast mind you now it's been it's been shoot i'd say 10 years i'm i'm 26 now so it's been 10 years so the trees are all grown up and their their reach is farther so the the darkness the overcast of darkness from the tree limbs is more significant so i'd say maybe 15 feet from me this thing was but the tree limbs i was like maybe 10 feet from the darkest point of the tree limbs and i'd say it was a solid 15 feet for me but as soon as i as soon as i dropped i put two rounds in the general direction i didn't even have time to like square up and level my shoulders to make sure i was putting it on target i knew it was close so in my spin as i drew my pistol i just fired twice once was into the ground i know that for sure because it was as i was coming up and the second one was straight in the direction i don't know if it hit at all the closest i can call it it was a power slide it was definitely running faster away from me this time than it was running at me like it was an audible thump 
into the uh, the ground. I could hear its impact as it was running away. Were you ever able to find a blood trail like the, uh, the day after? Unfortunately, I was not. And I've, I've gone out there into the woods a couple times after looking for tracks to, to see what it was. Because we, we've had panthers in this area before, but they're audible. Right. Like babies screaming, women screaming. It's the, the cliche of what a panther sounds like. But a panther's shoulders are level with its waist. The second time, was it the same stature? It had the same exact stature, yeah. The exact same gait. It ran the same way, except this time, obviously, it was moving with a little bit more purpose. And all three of these incidents, the two with you, the one with your dad, all happened at night, correct? That's correct. Now, the going thing down here, our folklore is um, the, the Rougarou. That's a southern Louisiana mythological creature, cryptological creature, whatever you'd like to call it. Some equate it to a, a werewolf or something like that. Um, but the also, where, where I'm close to our uh, mythological creature is the Honeyowen Swamp Monster, which... Obviously, uh, funny enough, I should say, my uh, my mother has had an instance with it where she was actually in the Honey Island when she was a teenager, and they were they were hood surfing trucks out there in the Honey Island, and she said while they were doing it, her and her boyfriend at the time, no joke, she yelled at her boyfriend, push on, put on the brakes because ahead of them in the darkness of the the swamp was something eye level with her on the hood of a truck with beet red eyes. That's crazy. So I've done some research into the Honey Island Swamp Monster and the Rougarou. Now, mm -hmm. like you said, the Rougarou is a creature that's said to be related to the Canids. The Honey Island Swamp Monster is something more comparable to what we see or what we hear of as Sasquatch from the Pacific Northwest or the Appalachian Trail and many other parts of the United States. The swamp area along the Gulf Coast also has a bipedal primate known as the Skunk Ape. And that's said to be a type or a variant of a Sasquatch, if not the same creature. Under your best recollection, would you better compare the creature that you encountered twice closer to a, a lycanthrope like the, the Rougarou or something like primate, like a Sasquatch? I can't say it was like a werewolf, but I can say it was a thinner frame its shoulders definitely were wider than it and its waist was a thinner frame so if based off of those like the the characteristics i would say it was closer to the description of like a werewolf than to that of a sasquatch sasquatch being wider based of all the stereotypes i've seen this thing was thin it wasn't very muscular but obviously it had to have some kind of strength behind it for it to move that fast did you tell your, your grandmother about these incidents or the first incident when it happened? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Uh, was that before or after your dad's situation with it? Um, it was before. And the typical response from a kid to a parent or an adult was it was probably an animal. At least you're fine. Right, until it happened to him. Yep. Yeah. His general response was something. Something. Not not. A cougar, not a, a panther. Something right. came after me. And mind you, we've we've been hunting. We we're, we've grown up in those woods. Me and my my dad. Uh, we've we've gone hunting frequently in these woods. We've gone fishing frequently in these woods. So for the most part, we know what's out there. But he said something and wouldn't elaborate on it. After the first incident, did you feel that your your personal safety was at risk or your family safety was at risk by staying there? I didn't feel like what happened. I felt comfortable inside. 
Anytime I had to traverse from point A to point B in that yard past dusk, I went with a weapon. My grandmother kept a 357 Magnum with a bull barrel, and anytime, 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 I would take it with me. With her knowledge or without, I would take it with me anytime I had to cross the yard. What about leaving the property line, say, to, you know, you guys use that, that hole in the fence to go fishing in or go hunting in the woods and stuff? Did any of that change based off of the experience that you had? No. We definitely are more observant now to our surroundings, looking for things, hoping to find something for this thing. But whatever it is, we we aren't going to let it stop us from doing our own thing. I mean, we've only had three encounters from this particular creature over the course of 10 years. So if it does escalate and it gets more and more frequent, I could see things being altered and us responding accordingly. But no, I don't see it affecting us. I mean, I don't I don't even live there anymore. Now the only time I'm over there at night is like few few and far between, maybe maybe like once a month, twice a month. Did you ever have any friends come forward and say that they had similar experiences or anybody that lived near you guys in that area? The only friend that I really hung out with that uh in that that point in time in my childhood, he lived a couple miles away, um further away from the swamp. So, no, I, I Not at that point in my life did I have anyone else say that they've seen anything. Did your grandmother ever have an experience? If she had, she'd never come forward with it. I'd be curious to see, or to find out, um, it's probably impossible, but if any of your neighbors had had experiences like that. Say, like, if it was an animal protecting what it perceived to be its territory, and you and your family were the invaders there, if your neighbors had had any experiences like that, this thing was protecting its territory you guys were in the way so it's false charging it's doing these things it's trying to to scare you guys maybe even wanting to take a bite had you not turned around but you know how wide is that territory range there's one there's got to be more but if it was constantly the same someone would see one and be like oh mine was brown and mine was black be able to tell the difference between two different family members Yeah. I mean, even I honestly considered talking to the family to find out if they'd seen anything similar since it happened the second time. But from the time when I was 16, it happened. My family um, lived down that road. My family was the the Harpers. It was named after my great, great grandfather. But um, my entire family lived down that road. They were all my, my grandmother's siblings. But since that point in time, almost all of them, my grandmother minus one of her siblings are the only two left. The rest have passed on. Wow. So a couple things that I want to point out. I'm going through the list here on my phone of the creatures of the Honey Island Swamp, and I'm seeing that the Louisiana black bear is a common resident there. Could it have been a black bear? Um, I, I don't think so. Honestly, this I'm telling you, its waist was significantly thinner than its shoulders. I'd say like its shoulder length to length, like from tip to tip of shoulder blade or from shoulder to shoulder, it was maybe two and a half, three foot. And its waist was maybe a foot and a half, foot and three quarters. So another thing that I've noticed during your story is when you turned to look at the creature both times, it ran away. Now, from what I know about bears is that they won't. They will attack and they'll continue to attack until you're dead. Right. A cat, on the other hand, is an ambush predator. So it makes perfect sense for a cat to come up from behind you. And once you turn, I don't know if they quite run away, but from what I do know about cats, they aim for the back. And I know that a lot of hikers will actually wear hats that have a face on it or some kind of structure on it to make it look like they're looking behind them as well to help prevent a cat from attacking them. 
Now, I don't know about primates and canines are mostly gang attackers. They'll they'll attack in a pack. I would say that we could probably eliminate the idea of a bear, but all three of the other options, cat, ape, and dog, I think are still on the table in some way or fashion. I mean, I would be willing to agree with you, but I know what a panther looks like, yeah. and it wasn't a panther. There wasn't a tail. Oh. I mean, is it possible for a panther to have lost its tail? I mean, absolutely, things happen. It could have gotten attacked and somehow got its tail removed, but there was no tail. It was not a aerodynamic design like you see a cat. I'm, I'm telling you, its shoulders were broader than its waist, and... Its waist was lower to the ground than its head and shoulders. Which are both characteristics of a Sasquatch and a werewolf. That's uh... it, it, was, it was distinct. Like, I'm telling you to this day, I, I'm still nervous walking that trek at dark. One last question, considering the characteristics of the animal. Now, there's this creature called a dogman. Are you familiar with it at all? Uh, no, not really. So a dogman, it's a werewolf-like creature. It has the body structure of a human being with the head of a, a dog. Basically, one and one with the legend of the Ruguru. The one main characteristic that a lot of people are pointing out about the Dogman is that its legs, instead of bending like ours, they bend like a dog's, and they bend backwards. You didn't happen to catch that at all, did you? No, now that you mention it, yeah. Because the way it was kicking up things was more characteristic with like the way a dog's leg or a cat's leg is made up. The pond that you had in the backyard, is that any way connected to the Honey Island Swamp? No, 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 no. This is a, a secluded pond that, I mean, it's been there since forever, but it, it's not connected by any waterway. Occasionally, whenever it rains, there is an old dried up stream bed that runs to it from an old uh lock i'm sorry not a lock a gravel pit that's just up the road from us other than the honey island swamp is there any other chunk of land that is set aside for let's say like a state park or a reserve i mean the honey island swamp in itself is a two-part wildlife reserve yeah i'm looking at it right now it's actually seventy thousand acres yeah, it's a, it's a lot of land. There's a lot of space in there. How thick is the, the forest behind your house? For you to make the trek through there, it, it really requires some finagling. It's, we, we've got a lot of like the thick briars, almost like long thorns on them and everything like that all, all built up back there. But uh, for us to navigate our way back there, there are designated, like for the most part, we follow uh, animal paths. Because it's already treaded down, so all we have to do is like push the majority of the stuff up that's like higher than our chest so that we can get clear of it. Have you ever been back there and noticed anything strange, such as bark ripped off the side of a tree that's too tall for a human or a bear, or a branch that's also twisted instead of snapped? It's also not an old branch, something that's more newer, younger? All the time, actually. I found uh, trees out there that are, like, broken off higher than I, I can reach. I mean, they, they look healthy. Do you remember if they were broken, like someone took them and snapped them in half, or were they twisted? They were broken in half. Looks like they're, they're laying in a, an acute angle, perfectly horizontal, and then the trees laid out from there, broke off. Have you ever thought about putting up, like, a video camera or some audio equipment vector? I uh, came up pretty poor, so hunting with a with a, a trail camera has never been a thing for me and my family. We always just did it the old-fashioned way. 
Yeah. So gotcha. I haven't really had the access to it. Gosh, I would love to throw a trail cam up there and see what we get. How has this experience changed your point of view on other cryptids? Thinking that you know, there could be a, a Rougarou or a dog man that was you know, chasing after you. Has this changed your point of view on the idea of these things, sorts of things existing or other cryptids existing? Skeptical but open-minded. Whenever it happened, it definitely stood out to me that that was not normal. So, I mean, I did do some research, and I'd, I'd heard the stories when I was a kid, like, you know, the things to scare the kids into being good and stuff like that. That and the Rougarou was, uh, it was an old, basically a wives' tale about Catholics that didn't obey the rules of Lent. But, I mean, I wasn't Catholic. I was, I was Baptist. <laughs> I, am, I am Baptist, so it doesn't apply to me, right? But definitely more open-minded now because I know what was there was not something I have ever seen before, nor have seen anything else about it in normal media, I should say. I was uh, more or less apprehensive to even talk about it until um, Jeremy had approached me before and talked me into opening up about it. No, that makes sense. I mean, that's it seems like a very terrifying experience. One of the worst things is to go through something traumatic like that and open up and have other people think that you're insane. So yeah, like can, who's who's going to believe that? So I can imagine the apprehension to keeping something like that under wraps, keeping it in the family. Of course, tell your your family who experienced the same sorts of things. When you were giving me your cliff notes, what she's two three weeks ago now about kind of what you had experienced, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be like that. And I, I know what you're I know what you're talking about, man. Like not like it was anything cryptid, it was a dog, it was a, a pit bull running at me. But the sound of the grass, you know, run it, rushing past it and all that stuff, the sound of something just running up on you. Yeah. And that, like that that fear and stuff, I was super invested in what you were saying. Cause you know, you're very descriptive with your uh, your storytelling and you know, your recollection of that event because I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm there. Yeah, that was one of the scariest moments in my life. Oh, I imagine, especially if you growing up in an area where there's cougars, mountain lions, things like that. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, panthers in Louisiana is just another name for mountain lions, right? Yeah, panthers, mountain lions, cougars, they're okay. all, all the same thing. In California, you don't get much of them, of the uh, the Sierra Nevadas. But I do yeah. have family members that are you know up there in the Sierra Nevadas, and that's them one of the most terrifying things because they'll jump into a backyard and take your dogs and you're growing up in an area where that sort of stuff is a reality so yeah you hear something like that rushing up on you the best case scenario is it's a dog yeah <laughs> and man yeah that's that's awful but good on you for carrying a firearm nowadays yeah i would have done the same thing like well man I'm, I'm sure i'm really curious if you put one in it i i don't know i mean it's possible because i mean i did everything I try and do with the muscle memory when it comes to my range time as I like pulled and as I pulled like I was mid I had my hand again or I had my left hand against my right hand finger in the trigger housing and I was on the push out away from my chest out of the draw position and I put one in the ground when it was like between shoulder level and against my body and then as I fully extended out level shoulders, I fired one directly at the, the direction at the thing that was traveling at me. What do you think it is? 
I, I genuinely don't know, man. I'm telling you, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't think it was a werewolf because, I mean, your typical movie werewolf is, like, beefy and it's, uh... It's a guy with, a, uh, with costume paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like scrawny. Take a look at this video. We found this today and we started off our interview episode kind of discussing this video. I'm curious if this yeah. is anything compared to what you saw. And this is an artist rendition of the Ruguru. It definitely was was lanky like that, but I don't think it was as tall, and it definitely had more fur. Oh, what the? F uh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Watching this fucking video gives me fucking chills because, like, I know the size of those uh those planner tables like that, and that's yeah, that's absolutely fucking feasible. That's and <laughs> uh, you need to carry a bigger sidearm, bud. Yeah. <laughs> just bring a hand cannon so if you're looking at this video are you think you're looking at what you saw that night maybe a little bit lankier this this thing looks a little bit more built than what i saw but pretty close pretty fucking close dude did you happen to see if the thing that you saw had ears like that no man it was it was still pretty dark and what what light i did have that's a solid creature in this video bro yeah it's it's pretty rough. We were, like he said, we were discussing that in our our pre-interview show, and we were just like, the unfortunate thing is, is that nowadays we could get an actual recording of a Rougarou or a skunk ape or a Sasquatch or whatever, and people would think that that was a costume. You know, I that, see eyes shine in the video. Yeah, and that's it's pretty creepy. I yeah. don't know. I look at that video I, and I was like, man, it's so close dude like it literally makes my fucking hair stand up every time i watch it it's oh 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 you know pointing out the eye shine eye shine is a telltale sign of something that has better vision in the night if that's a person in a suit they're not gonna have eye shine because we don't have it mm. nope no oh, yeah look at that oh it's creepy <laughs> it's so gross I, I've watched it like 30 times now, and my hair is still standing up. That is creepy, huh? And you know, that's the other thing, too. We were wondering what that thing was in front of it. Was that a table or a planner or something like that? It looks like one of the, uh, like, kind of like the chemistry tables like they used to have. Right. Or almost like a Dink's deep sink table. Hang on, let me see. I've seen those before. Apparently, according to the comments on this video, this video is actually from Brazil. This comment says, there has been at least one other video and one photograph also from Brazil, different parts of the country, that have marked similarities. And Brazil is a large country. Same costume everywhere? Possible. One type of DM is that it is indigenous to another part of the world? Also possible. Another interesting tidbit, if you go to the Cloaked Hedgehog's map of world sightings and go to read the sightings in Brazil... In virtually all of them, the police say, we believe some may, someone may be putting on a costume and trying to st steal sheep or scare the populace over and over. The same pat answer from all over. Could be a dogman from a different area. Could be. I mean, they have been reported all over the world. What about getting a trail camera nowadays and putting it up out there next time you're home? Uh, I can look into it. I'm sure I can find uh, a cheap one on Amazon or something. But I definitely uh, want to go out there and record it so that I can see y'all or show y'all what it's like out there so you can get it in perspective for yourselves. I probably should have done that beforehand. But Jake, once we get enough money through this podcast, what do you say we, we purchase a trail cam, ship it down to them? 
Do you ain't got to do all that? Why not? Yeah. It's for our research, man. This is what we're doing, Mike. This is uh, the whole... I mean, Infinite Rabbit Hole isn't going to be just a podcast. We're reaching for a lot of different activities. We're talking about coming down and seeing you at some point, too, and doing some kind of thing. Mike, we were discussing it. We want to have the money from the podcast fuel the podcast. So start a business account, right? So me and my wife, Whitney, are going to be uh, moving home to California. So huge hub of Sasquatches is Pacific Northwest and some really good spots within a couple hours of where we're going to be living up in the mountains, you know, going uh, back east. But we want to take a camping trip. And while we're on this camping trip, we're going to set up a few game trail cams around our campsite, or we're going to be recording with a GoPro mount on our chest as we're walking around doing our daily activities, looking at the footage afterwards, seeing what we see. Because a lot of these times people find these all the Sasquatch evidence after they get home and they reveal their footage and they're like, what is that in the trees right there? And it looks like a face. So using the money of the podcast to say, pay for the gas or pay for the equipment, like the, the game trail cameras, my wife and I are still going to go out. We're going to, we enjoy camping. So we're going to enjoy our time spent together, but also having an ulterior motive to put that back into the podcast, to use those things. So what Jeremy was saying with, why don't we buy a game trail cam and send it down to you for you to set it up? It's not outside the scope of what we've decided this podcast is going to be doing. The first bit of money that comes in, we're just going to be refunding ourselves for the things we already had to purchase for the podcast. And then it's just going to be building off of itself. So hopefully yeah. once we have a YouTube channel running, we can be like, all right, here's an hour of some of the, the weirdest footage that we took day and night doing this. Or Jeremy goes out to Shenandoah and says, this is the strange things that happened while I was over there. Put that out there and allow that to fuel the podcast as well. So. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Jeremy. Like, it wouldn't be anything that I'd be against. All right. I really do appreciate you coming on here and, and chatting with us. This is helpful to me, too, because I am a huge skeptic when it comes to this sort of stuff. I can believe that a Bigfoot exists. It's no stretch of my imagination to say that there's a another type of great ape that lives in North America. But for everything else, I haven't experienced anything. So for me, it's really difficult to believe that that sort of stuff is out there. But every time I hear an experience like this and I hear a story from Jeremy, hear your story, it more puts it into my mind that there is, in fact, stuff out there that is uncomfortable to talk about and is frightening. It might be in the scope of some weird-looking animal that we already know about, but it could also be in the scope of a cryptid or an undiscovered animal. Something that, just like what you were saying, people have these situations where they have these really messed up experiences, but they have no one to come out and tell their story to. No one that's going to take it seriously. You can't go and call the cops and be like, I saw a werewolf. You know, they're going to be like, yeah. yeah, okay. Like, you know. Yeah. So I think it's important for Jeremy and I to make a platform so that those sorts of stories and things can be shared. And both of us are going to come into it, even if it's something like, I don't believe in ghosts, but I'm going to come into it with a open mind and give the person giving the account the respect that they deserve and be able to discuss it. But I appreciate you helping me to open up my mind to the possibility of things being out there that I previously wouldn't have believed unless you had told me that this is my experience. It's piqued my interest enough to look into more things, to be like, I wonder 
what kind of experiences are other people having? It's not just that that lunatic that hops on uh, some like uh, TV show somewhere and they're like, yeah, and then the aliens came down and and took my dog for probing. You know, it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's it's real people like you, real people that are out there that are like, hey, at a couple times in my life, I had a really messed up, weird experience that really frightened me. I couldn't tell anybody. And hopefully this platform will give me that that grace and that respect to allow me to put that information out there. Appreciate you taking the time to do that for us. That's not a problem, man. There's substance to some of these cryptid stories. Yeah, You wouldn't get thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of reports of cryptids. And it doesn't matter what cryptid it is, whatever Bigfoot, Dogman, Chupacabra, Mothman, whatever, whatever cryptid is your flavor, there mm-hmm. wouldn't be all of these reports out there if a few of them weren't true and there's a lot of very similar reports all over the place as if say everyone knows what a flying squirrel is but if it hadn't been found by science yet and all over the the place where flying squirrels are from who are talking about these furry tailed creatures that glide through the air from tree to tree like and it just takes science a matter of time to for some researcher to find it and be like, oh, geez, it's a it's a new type of squirrel that glides, and but it sounds fantastical until I mean, you know you put eyes on it. I've been thinking about the platypus. Yeah, right, the platypus or a uh, a Bigfoot documentary I was watching. Someone was saying that they're like, you know, think about a mammal that lays eggs and has a duck bill and lives in water, or you know, some sort of a, yeah, or some yeah, you know, right, poisonous barbs. Or some sort of flying animal that's blind that uses has to use sound to see. And that sounds fantastical and ridiculous, but we know what a bat is. We know what a platypus is. You know, yeah. why is it so difficult to imagine that there is an upright walking great ape in the world that we haven't discovered yet? Or yeah. that there's a dog man or something like that. When it gets into somebody transforms into something or it's half of something, half of something else, that's when I start having an issue with it. But... Geez, I don't know. That story that you told tonight was was pretty compelling, and it's just going to encourage me to do more research to look into it for myself, and absolutely send you a, ga- a game trail camera because <laughs> 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 I want to see now too. Uh, I, I I hope that we can catch something then because I'd like to see it, like like see it, see it, not just oh, yeah. like catch it, catch it in the freaking a black blur where yeah. all I can see is really elbows of it running in the opposite direction because I shot at it. No, we certainly appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. That's fantastic. I appreciate it, guys. It's been a long time planning, and I, I know that you've been waiting forever to get on and talk to us, and it took us a minute to get everything set, but we're here. We got it done. I appreciate you, man. I really do. And if you ever have anything else that you want to come on to Infinite Rabbit Hole about, please just let me know. We'll have you on at any time. Yeah, man. Y'all just let me know when y'all want me back again. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us on this episode. If you'd like to comment on this episode, you can do so on facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole. If you have a story to share with us or would like to be interviewed, you can contact us at infinite rabbit hole at gmail.com. Thank you again and have a great day.